0: He nai tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa.
1: This podcast may contain strong language and references to violence. Listener discretion is advised. The citizens. Handle, the citizens.
2: Toto, no my Hi am I? And welcome to the Citizens Handbook podcast, the companion podcast to the Citizens Handbook web series that you should watch. And if you haven't watched it, go do that right now. My name is Robbie, and this is a podcast for people who want to know about New Zealand but hate to read. So we've invited a comedian and turned civics education into a game that someone can win. To make sure that nobody cheats we've got a moderator called finn finn tell us how the game works
1: okay robbie i will thanks finn robbie and our guest are going to take turns explaining a topic to each other but they're also going to sneak in three cheeky little lies
2: whoever spots the most lies from the other person wins easy easy Today, our special guest is Donna Brookbanks from Jono and Ben and Funny Girls, and we'll be talking about the Constitution, the set of rules that the government has to follow, which are ruthlessly enforced by the government. I'll be talking about constitutional conventions, and Donna will be talking about Queen Elizabeth II. There'll also be some lies to look for, hidden away like a stowaway in one of the lifeboats on the Titanic. Hi Donna. Hi. How you doing? Good.
0: How are you?
2: I am doing pretty good. How are you feeling?
0: Oh, good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you ready to lie to my face?
0: Yes. I might not look you in the eye while I do it.
2: Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm gonna um, lie to you now. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Like a roller coaster. <laughs> it's a real emotional roller coaster. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lie to your face. Okay. Um, three times. Okay. Okay. Uh, see if you can spot him. Okay. All right. What are we talking about? Constitutional conventions.
0: (laughs) My favorite. Something you know you know so much about. It'll be so obvious
2: every time I'm lying. Okay, great. There are a bunch of rules that determine how the country is run and those rules are called the constitution. New Zealand hasn't written all its rules in one place. In fact, a lot of the rules aren't rules at all. They're just things that governments have done for a while that we just sort of hope they'll keep doing. These unwritten rules are called conventions. You might think that we should write these rules down so that people don't break them. What's important to note is that the people in power can still break rules whether you write them down or not. Writing things down doesn't create a magical spell that controls human behavior. It just means you wrote something down. (laughs) Now, now New Zealand has lots of unwritten rules or conventions uh, that are an important part of our constitution. For example... The Governor-General, as the Queen's representative, is technically allowed to dissolve Parliament. She can refuse to pass our laws and dismiss our judges. But convention dictates that she'd only do those things if our elected officials told her to. According to convention, the Governor-General will let the Prime Minister call an early election if she has the support of the House of Representatives. In fact, the Prime Minister can actually call an election at any time, and it is only convention that means it happens every three years. So, Te or Waitangi isn't a convention, because it can be enforced as law by the courts. But the idea that an outgoing government should get things sorted for the incoming government, that's a convention. Everyone does it but it hasn't been put into law. A lot of these conventions are laid out in an extremely important document called the Cabinet Manual. The manual isn't law, but it's endorsed at the first Cabinet meeting of each new government to signal to everyone, don't worry, we're not going to start a dictatorship. There's also a branch of New Zealand law enforcement called the Independent Constitutional Enforcement Agency. And according to law, they're allowed to step in if there's a serious breach of Constitutional Convention. But so far, no one's bothered. Some people like to test the conventions, just to see what everyone else will do. And by some people, I mostly just mean Robert Muldoon. In 1984, Robert Muldoon got pissed and called a snap election, which went on to be known as the Schnapps election. National lost the elections; and Labour won, and what's normally supposed to happen is that the losing government starts preparing things for the next government. But Muldoon didn't want to do that. The Treasury and the Reserve Bank told Muldoon to devalue the dollar, and Longy agreed, but Muldoon went on TV and said, I'm not going to devalue the dollar so long as I am Minister of Finance. Longy responded by saying, this is a constitutional crisis. The Attorney General and Robert Muldoon's Deputy Prime Minister Jim McClay thought David Lange was right. In fact, most senior members of the National Party thought their leader, Robert Muldoon, was being a dick. <laughs> McClay went to Muldoon's office It told him that he had to do what the incoming government wanted. It was a constitutional convention. Now, whether or not it actually was a constitutional convention doesn't matter. What matters is that Muldoon believed McClay he caved and devalued the dollar. He followed what he thought was the Constitutional Convention, even though he didn't want to. Conventions make for persuasive arguments. Like all of government and all of society, the whole thing is basically just about your ability to persuade other people to play by the rules and to convince them what those rules are. It's exactly the same as when you play tag and try to convince people that they couldn't have tagged you because you'd paused the game. If you have enough money... People will believe you, and it might become a convention. That's right. We're all children, and nothing has changed since primary school, and that's how government works.
0: That's (laughs) hard. Firstly, because I was understanding what you were saying and then trying to pick apart the lies. It was a very complicated process.
2: It is. It is a complicated process because I'm teaching you, but I'm like a really badly researched teacher. So
0: now I guess the lies?
2: Yeah. What are you thinking? Anything
1: that seemed particularly odd out of that explanation? The schnapp
0: selection. Yeah. Which I hope is true, but feel (laughs) like might be a lie. Could you read...
2: I Just because care. it was so good. <laughs> Just because it was so. <laughs> I like to
0: think of someone getting pissed and be like, "I'ma call an election." <laughs> okay, in
2: 1984, Robert Muldoon got pissed and called a snap election, which went on to be known as the Schnap selection.
0: Okay, I think he probably did get pissed, but I don't know if it was called a Schnap selection. I'm gonna, I'm gonna register that.
1: All right, accusation from Donna that no one called it the Schnap selection. That is incorrect.
0: Oh, I got excited for <laughs> yeah. one. I was like, he did, I'm right. He did no. say it with a tone that <laughs> yeah. implied victory. he yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well. good job. Incorrect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Donna
2: did say she really wanted it to be true. Yeah. Right. So, I'm so That's glad. true. <laughs> it's a tone um, victory. Yeah, no, Robert Muldoon did get really pissed. There's a really funny video of it online.
0: <laughs> is that when Longy came in? That's yeah, right, that's right. when yeah. Longy yeah. came yeah. in.
2: So he called a snap election very confidently and uh, then oh. immediately lost <laughs> Well, that's why you don't get boozed. Um, yeah, I mean, who among us
1: can claim to have never had a burst of confidence yeah. <laughs> well,
2: after a few beers?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah, no, that was true. It is a, an well, odd...
0: Well, I'm, I'm happy and yeah. sad.
2: Yeah, fair um, enough.
0: Okay. Can you read the thing about the Cabinet Manual? About, I absolutely can. Yeah.
2: Uh, a lot of these conventions are laid out in an extremely important document called the Cabinet Manual. The manual isn't law, but it is endorsed at the first cabinet meeting of every new government to signal to everyone: "Don't worry, we're not going to start a dictatorship."
0: It's not called the cabinet manual.
2: <laughs> All
1: right. It sounds
0: too casual to me, and mm-hmm. it sounds like something someone would leave on a clipboard in the, <laughs> just in the front door.
1: All right, that uh-uh. seems pretty clear to me. Cool. That accusation is incorrect. Dem-
2: yeah, no, the, the cabinet manual is real, and it's extremely important. When I was trying to research conventions, I realised like a lot of them just live in this booklet, which is just a guide, effectively, where it's like, hey, please follow this.
0: The cabinet manual sounds like it, it would have in it like, make sure you take your dishes back to the sink. You know, like, it doesn't sound like... I mean,
2: it's kind of like... If you're the
1: last one in yeah. the office,
2: turn all the lights yeah, off.
0: Yeah, exactly! <laughs>
2: The cabinet itself only really exists as convention as well. Like they meet every week and like decide how the country's going to operate, but like the cabinet doesn't actually have to exist.
0: It's kind of like a gentleman's handshake, or whatever you call it, eh? A yeah. Gentleman's handshake? Is that it? I suddenly thought I made up <laughs> something really rude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's the same as with the Muldoon stuff. Everybody was just like, no, but when you lose, and you're still the government for the time being... You're not really the government, so don't do stuff. Yeah. And Muldoon was like, nah, there's no laws. And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> but...
0: Muldoon, come on. Come on, mouldy, Come on, moldy. Okay, my third one, I think, is that the Prime Minister cannot call an election at any time. That seems very irresponsible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Donna is accusing Robbie of lying about how much the Prime Minister can control when an election gets called. Mm. And that accusation is pretty much
2: correct. <gasps> yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got it.
0: Yay!
2: So if you choose to call an election early, if you have the support of the House of Representatives, the Governor-General will go, OK, yep, you can do that, you can call it early. But you, you can't call it late which is like quite Uh, a good rule.
0: That's probably right, yeah. 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 So
2: we didn't leave that one to chance or convention. Um, That's officially part of the Constitution Act 1986. So you have to call an election within three years of the last election.
0: I learned a lot just then.
2: And you got a point as well. And I
0: got a point.
1: So at the end of round one, Donna is at the top of the scoreboard.
0: What a good day for Brookbanks. (laughs) With
1: one point. But before we move on, let's uncover
2: those other two lies. The first one is this entire paragraph. There's also a branch of New Zealand law enforcement called the Independent Constitutional Enforcement Agency.
0: How How did that get past me? Yeah, that's,
2: I mean, that's totally not what conventions are, so that's...
0: I love that we have an enforcement agency that I've never heard of.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just made
0: them up. Blindingly Um, obvious. Yeah. At one point during you talking, I was looking at your moustache and thinking, have you always had a (laughs) moustache? And then I think that might have been when you were talking about the enforcement agency.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep changing my facial hair okay, over great. various yeah. games to give me an edge. <laughs> Basically, the only way that conventions are enforced is if we if we think that the government's breaking a convention and we don't like them as much as a result, that's the only punishment they get, really.
0: Not being liked is a pretty... It's pretty compelling, pun- right? Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Uh, and then the other lie is um, that Te Tiriti o Waitangi uh, isn't a convention because it can be enforced as law by the courts. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not true. So the, the principles of the treaty are like actually codified in lots of laws that we've passed. Yeah. But effectively, TDT is a really important convention yeah. that we all super agree. Yeah. should be like a fundamental a part of super our constitution. Yeah. Yep. I love that. But yeah, it's not actually codified in in our laws, which, you know, I mean, any government could do if they wanted to, but yep, they decided not to.
1: Cool, so that takes us to round two. I'll hand it over to you, Donna, to explain something.
0: Okay. Yo, Robbie. Hello. You want to hear about Queen Liz?
2: I would love to, Donna.
0: When you talk about New Zealand Parliament, most people probably think of the House of Representatives and the beehive and Parliament buildings. But according to our constitution, there's actually a whole other part of New Zealand Parliament and she's currently 93 years old and lives in a big old house in London. London. (laughs) Got it. As a constitutional monarchy, technically what's happening in the chamber when the MPs have their big debates is they're deciding what bills they should recommend to the Queen so she can make them into laws. Of course, neither the Queen nor the Governor-General have vetoed any bills yet, but it doesn't mean they can't. If they did one day decide to not give a bill, royal assent, then there's not really anything we could do about it. So who is this woman who holds ultimate power over our country? Who is Queen Liz? Or, to use her full official title, who is Her Majesty Elizabeth II, House Windsor, by the grace of God, Queen of New Zealand and her other realms and territories, head of the Commonwealth, protector of the British people, defender of the faith? She was born Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor in 1926 in London in what is now a fancy Cantonese restaurant. Then she married a guy called Philip Mountbatten, who is both her third cousin and her second cousin once removed. Then a few years later, her dad died and she became queen at 25 years old. And she's been queen ever since, which is how that works. As it (laughs) turns out, it's a pretty sweet gig being queen. First of all, she's fabulously wealthy. She gets something called the Sovereign Grant to cover her official duties, which is taxpayer funded, and is usually around £5 million a year, but has gone up for the last couple of years to cover some renovations she wanted to do at Buckingham Palace. As you might expect of a literal queen, she is also a massive landlord. She's got a private real estate portfolio, which at last count was worth £534 million and brings her about £20 million a year. On top of that, she also owns Freehold, her own castle in Scotland, which is valued at more than £100 million. But on the other hand, a lot of that private income from her property holdings just goes straight into the children's charity she started in 1997 after Diana died. On the other hand, she's got what one might call (laughs) a horse racing addiction, (laughs) which at its peak cost her about £600,000 a year. She's also constantly showered with gifts. Over the years, she's received an elephant, a couple of turtles, a jaguar and some sloths, some nice sunnies, 500 cases of tinned pineapple and seven kilos of prawns, just to name a few. But it's not like she doesn't have to pull her own weight, Robbie. She's got plenty of work to do. Her main job is sending birthday cards to 100-year-olds, which is actually quite a lot of work. In fact, the centenarian team at the Department for Work and Pensions recently had to hire six new employees just to keep up with demand for cards. Aging population. She also moonlights as a music promoter, and in 2002 she put out a CD called Party at the Palace, which was awarded a gold disc for selling 100,000 copies. But in spite of all her wealth and success, she's remained humble. For breakfast each day, when she sits down to have a good, long, hard think about what it means to be New Zealand's head of state, she likes nothing more than a cup of tea and some special k. Well,
2: that was that was very good. A lot of that sounds like lies. I know. <laughs> The juicy one. Man. I would say, like every second sentence, I was like, I wrote down. I was like, that can't be true, and then I was like, oh well, nor could that.
0: No, no, right.
2: That's also a lie. Mm-hmm. All of that's lies. This wasn't in the crown. <laughs> yeah, there's no party at the palace in the crown.
0: The official soundtrack. <laughs> the official soundtrack.
2: Okay, all right. Okay, I've written down so much. I've written down Cantonese restaurant, horse racing addiction, gifts. I mean, there was an enormous list of gifts. I mean, one of those has got to be a lie. I wrote down party at the palace because I, I would just feel really bad if it turns out <laughs> if it turns out that party at the palace was a lie and I didn't guess it. <laughs> okay, but first I'm gonna go with I don't think her taxpayer funding went up. Recently. And that accusation is incorrect. Darn. They're they're paying her more money? And everybody's cool with that?
0: Her fund has gone up, and she did want to do some renovations at Buckingham Palace.
2: I just think that's remarkable, the the confidence as Queen, to just be like, I I imagine there are a lot of people who are like, should we stop paying for the Queen? And she's like, not only should you keep paying for me, you should pay me more. Yeah. I think more money.
0: Because I need... Mm -hmm. My amazing palace renovated. My amazing palace palace is pretty big. It's pretty big, and it's probably pretty old. It's
1: apparently a leaky building.
0: Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. There's probably rooms in there that they haven't been in for years that they're like, oh, this is flooded.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, could you please reread the list of all the gifts that she's received, and I'm going to pick one of them. As Robert, being a lie,
0: it would be my pleasure. Okay. She's also constantly showered with gifts mm-hmm. over the years. She's received an elephant, a couple of turtles, a jaguar, and some the um, the cat and some sloths. <coughs> I assume not the. <laughs> I assumed it was the it cat. Could be
2: the car, I suppose. Um, yeah.
0: Some nice sunnies, five hundred cases of tinned pineapple, and seven kilos of prawns, just to name a few.
2: Hmm. Okay. They're all weird things to give a queen. <laughs> I would give her, or
0: anyone, or any <laughs> human being.
2: <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> if I do not with a Jaguar at a birthday party,
0: I would be so stoked. Yeah,
2: but people would die. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it'd be cool right up until then. Yeah, <laughs> just because we're talking about a lot, I'm going to say the Jaguar. I, th- I think the Jaguar is not. It's not true. I think. I think that. Maybe prawns. That is weird. No, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say the jaguar. I'm going to say nobody ever gifted the queen a jaguar. All right.
1: That accusation seems pretty clear to me. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's incorrect.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, it's pretty hard to single out the one that's it's nonsense if there was one. Um, all right. I'm not doing well. 0 for 2. Could you reread the bit about the horse racing addiction as well, please?
0: Yes. She's got what one might call a horse racing addiction, which at its peak cost her about £600,000 a year.
2: I'm going to say she didn't have a horse racing addiction that cost her £600,000 a year. That accusation is incorrect.
1: Yeah, of course. No. Of course it is.
0: If you lose £600,000 It's actually not her betting;
1: it's her racing raising horses.
2: Oh, very sneaky.
0: You heard it twice. <laughs> to be fair.
2: <laughs> okay, well, fine. So, what else, so, what else was a lie?
0: With her title, she does not have House Windsor in it because it's ah, a Game, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> I literally just thought, oh,
2: you must have left out the odds.
0: <laughs> House Windsor um, or Protector of the British People, which right. I thought was.
2: They'll be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need your protection. <laughs> okay, you ready for another one? Yep. Yeah, I said it's a uh, taxpayer fund is usually around five million pounds a year. Yep. Uh, it's actually thirty to forty million pounds a year, but in the last couple of years was seventy six million pounds and eighty two million pounds for Buckingham Palace renovations. That is so much money. That's so much money. That's pounds as well. Does the Queen
2: know that there are homeless people? Has anybody told her? Mm -hmm. She hasn't been out. She hasn't. She can't find her way out of the palace.
0: (laughs) It's too Too many leaky rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. To be fair, she's not well. (laughs) Wading through the water (laughs) to get out. Is that all the lies? No. No, there's one more. There's one more. Okay. I said a lot of that private income from her property holdings just goes straight into the children's charity. She started in 1997 after Diana died. Oh, she did not start a children's <laughs> oh, charity. no. You fool. <laughs> she hates the children. <laughs> no, she doesn't. As far as we know. <laughs> as far as we know. Um, that is an absolute lie. That's
2: really funny, though. That's a lie. <laughs> because you're like, I can't say. No, nah, I don't reckon she did. I reckon she's yeah. a horrible, selfish human being. That's really funny. <laughs>
1: That's a great lie, Donna.
0: Thank you. Um, okay.
1: Which means that all of the gifts that she's received yeah, are actual a, a gifts. Real. Right. Those are
0: all, she got 500 cases of tinned pineapple. She's yeah. sorted for Hawaiian pizza for <laughs> life.
1: What yeah. I love about the seven kilos of prawns mm. is that it seems like a lot of prawns already. Mm. But then you think about giving a present to the queen. Yeah. And it
2: kind of comes up short for me. Yeah, you're like, it should be 700. I also don't know how you would present them. Yeah, <laughs> in my mind's eye, it's just a plastic <laughs> bag <laughs> dripping.
0: Like someone went to <laughs> the supermarket. Or just like in their hands, just loose prawns <laughs> that you
2: just kind of dump on the floor. Or
0: a whole aquarium <laughs> full of prawns. <laughs>
1: All right, that brings me to my favorite part of the show. Mm -hmm. Tallying the scores in round one, Donna came through with one point. At the end of round two, at the end of the game, Robbie came through with nil, which means this round goes to Donna Brookbanks.
2: You sound
0: so surprised. (laughs) Yeah,
2: there was a a slight indication.
0: Donna Brookbanks.
2: Quickly recount. (laughs) (laughs) uh... One. Yep, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Congratulations, Donna. You've won this episode. Thank you. Thank you, so episode. Thank, you. Um, thank you so much for being on this podcast, Donna. Thank, thank you so you. much for coming in and telling me about the Queen. Who has lived an absurd life and been given some absurd gifts and gets too much money and doesn't give any of it away.
0: I really want to see. I'm hoping Season 3 of The Crown is going to have her receiving seven kilos of prawns <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> There are going to be point. some key moments <laughs> yeah. receiving seven kilos of
2: prawns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for being on this episode about New Zealand's Constitution, thank you, Donna. Thank
0: you. The Citizens handbook. Mm-hmm.
2: If you like this podcast, you'll love the web series, The Citizens Handbook, and you can find it at rnz.co.nz. The Citizens Handbook Podcast was researched and written by Phineas Teppitt and me, Robbie Nichol. It is produced by Izzy Walton and Kevin & Co. The technical producer is Tim Batt. RNZ's supervising producer is Justin Gregory. And RNZ senior commissioner is Kay Elmers. Tim Watkin is RNZ's executive producer for podcasts and series. This podcast was made possible by the RNZ and NZ On Air Innovation Fund. You can subscribe to this and every other RNZ podcast at Apple, Spotify and other podcast providers. Please give us a rating. That way other people get to hear about the show. Thank you.